Hi again, folks, and welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Zivna Kojima again. Great to have you with us today. If you're in Japan, hope you're enjoying Obon. And to those who aren't, Obon is one of the longest and most significant Japanese holidays. Officially only a three-day event, but in reality, most companies are off for about a week because this holiday is all about ancestors and families. So most people who live away use this opportunity to go back home for a family visit. And for all parents out there, wherever in the world you might be, hang in there, I feel your pain. Only two weeks to go, no, less than two weeks even, and the house becomes yours again. So, and also happy birthday to myself, which is uh, uh, today, I'm going to turn, I have turned turn, uh, 45 today. Uh, so please feel free to send me your birthday greetings, cards, presents, cash is always good, and you'll win a personal mention on the show. No, just kidding, don't send me any money, please. But a happy birthday comment is always welcome, of course. Okay, so back to business, Japan real estate, and today we're going to talk about uh, hotels and guest houses a little bit more. So a topic which is gaining more and more interest, and we had quite a few inquiries following our seminar in Tokyo a couple of weeks ago, uh, particularly in light of Paul Feinberg's uh, excellent presentation, which talked about the advantages of furnished apartments, houses, guest houses, share houses, and so forth. If you haven't watched or listened to the seminar, it's worth your time. We'll link to it again in this episode's show notes. So as Paul was explaining, furnished residences and short-term leases are one of the best income hacks out there. And if you actually go through the trouble and expense of applying for a budget hotel or in-license, which is the cheapest and easiest hotel license available and quite achievable even on a small investment budget, you can turn almost any old building, depending on location, local ordinances, of course, into a fully functional guest house or yokan, traditional Japanese inn. And if that's marketed and advertised and managed properly, it can help earn you some significant yens, definitely more than your typical long-term residential lease type investments, but only if managed properly again. So unless you're experienced owners, occupiers with a good grasp of online marketing and advertising in Japan and or elsewhere, probably a good idea to put in place a company like Paul's, uh, Pacific Business KK, to handle this sort of work on your behalf and to help maximize your profits and minimize your expenses. Now, we've actually just been asked to assist in selling one of these uh, hotels. So we thought it'd be a good chance to share one of these examples with you. Uh, this one also ties up to some of the previous episodes we've had on the podcast when we discussed uh, short-term stays, ski holiday homes, and so forth. And if any of our listeners has interest in this particular property that we're going to describe now, uh, your inquiries are most welcome, of course. Just don't take too long with them, as we've sent a shout-out to our mailing list about it yesterday. And there are already five or six people interested. So if this is something that does appeal to you, probably um, advisable to move quickly on this one. Okay, so the property we're discussing today is a 26-room hotel, or more accurately, a yokan, which again is a traditional Japanese inn-type property. What this means is that guest rooms are done up with tatami floor mats, futon mattresses, traditional Japanese design. Uh, these places normally come with an onsen, a public bath, and this one actually has two of those, and they're currently separated into male and female. One of the baths sits up to four people at any given time, the other up to eight, and depending on the time and day or number of guests in attendance, you can of course switch between them as most yukans tend to do. And this particular onsen isn't on a natural hot spring water supply, so normal water, but the atmosphere inside the bath is exactly the same as any, any of your typical onsens. Now, the place is located in Niigata Prefecture, near the foothills of one of the most famous and popular ski resort areas. And indeed, the property is located just a two-minute walk to the nearest ski lift, maybe three minutes if the connecting road and the parking lot that need to be crossed are covered in snow. 
And that ski lift then takes you straight into the first of the ski resorts, which is a family-friendly beginner slopes kind of resort. And from there, it's only a short distance to a much larger selection of resorts, uh, intermediate, professional, etc. So really a winter sports dream kind of scenario. Now, the place has a huge dining room, sitting up to 60 people, fully equipped kitchen, and all of those facilities stay on site for the new buyer. And another small building on the premises that's currently not being used, but would be ideal as a souvenir shop or a bar, snack, kind of waterhole, izakaya as they're known here. And the most attractive thing about the place is that it's fully operational, at least during the ski season, which is almost six months in that area of Japan. So it comes with an online presence as well. On booking.com, they've got 8.6 ranking out of a possible maximum 10. They've got a Facebook page, Instagram page, etc and forward bookings in the system already for the next couple of seasons that are worth a good few tens of thousands of dollars as well. Although depending on the buyer, you might want to rebrand or reposition the property as something different. So of course, entirely up to you whether to keep things as they are or not. Now the place hasn't been open for business off season so far, which presents huge potential for further income increases. Uh, Paul Feinberg, again, whose company will be happy to take on management, has already come up with a bunch of ideas related to operations during the rest of the year. And that is, includes a mix of guest houses and share house type accommodation, cooperating with local attraction owners and operators, themed holidays and so forth. A lot of things that you can do off season to try and boost the place up. And he'll be happy to share that with potential buyers in a brainstorming session or two, which we're probably going to record uh, next week and to help to try and estimate potential earning boosts that may be possible. Now, the current owners have bought the place only two years ago, and they've spent a lot of time and money renovating it, making it fully functional, welcoming to guests, which again is reflected very nicely in their online reviews already. Setting up their company, they applied for all licenses, they set up their business presence, both off and online, from scratch basically. So the company and licenses are not transferable, so the buyer will have to reapply for those, whether they reside in Japan or outside Japan. But everything else, including the phone, fax, internet facilities, etc., is already in place and fully operational. Unfortunately, they've had a change of personal circumstances recently, which finds them obligated to sell the place and at a very low price at that only 50 million Japanese yen, which is about 460 or 70,000 US dollars at today's prices. And that's for uh, a place that's sitting over one square kilometer of freehold land, uh, 26 rooms again. So really the price of a new uh, family-sized suburban home or a new central condo in, in Tokyo or Osaka, and you can get a 26-unit hotel for that. It may still be slightly negotiable even, depending on the buyer and when they plan to settle. So the sooner the better and the cheaper it will be. Now, property-wise, again, the structure is sitting on over one square kilometer of freehold land, which of course is included in the deal. It was built in 1981, with some add-ons constructed in 1984 and 2004. No immediate renovation re uh, requirements or structural issues, or at least none that were detected in recent inspections. Flooring, insulation, and all of the main common areas have been renovated as late as last year, so in good shape, and again, fully operational. But bear in mind that with these types of structures, which are essentially wood-based, there's always maintenance and repair to think about. So this property and business would be ideal for owners, occupiers who are a bit of the hands-on or DIY-ish types, don't mind hard work on and offline, but can also be a fantastic investment for an absentee owner if the right management is put in place, which again, uh, we and Pacific Business KK are more than happy to facilitate for anyone interested. 
So there you have it. As we've mentioned many times here in the past, there are some fantastically affordable deals in Japan, if one knows where to look. Whether it's countryside gems like this one or guesthouse businesses, uh, smaller, older buildings, condo units in very attractive metropolitan areas, or even empty land parcels, old family homes in the countryside, which are often practically given away to anyone who's got any creative idea of what can be done with them or just wants to live in them. So this is just one example, but there are plenty more out there. So feel free to uh, hit us up in the comment section or just message us directly through wherever you might have found this episode um, or just email us on info at nippontradings.com. That's N-I-P-P-O-N tradings with an S, all one word, info at nippontradings.com. And we'll put you on our mailing list so you'll occasionally get some of these sample listings or articles, news digests related to the world's second biggest property investment market and all other things to do with real estate here in Japan. And we'd really appreciate it, as always, if you could share this episode and the podcast with your own personal networks. Get the word out there on your social media networks, or even better, if you could take one tiny moment of your time and please leave us a rating or a review on iTunes. It would mean a lot, not just for us, but for anyone who might find this content useful, since it helps us reach them. Hope to have you with us next time, and until then, from all of us here at NTI, we wish you, as always, Happy investing.